G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Yeah, thank you very much, Matt. All right, Grant, let's, um, let's just quickly touch base on the concept of the National Christian Heritage Sunday. Where did the idea first come about, and is it deliberate doing it the Sunday immediately following Australia Day? In uh, 2013, the 3rd of February, which is the day that um, Johnson first had his service on Australian soil in 1788, uh, the, um, that was a Sunday, and we felt we should have a, a service um, in churches right throughout Australia. And so we tried to launch it uh, a few months before that in 2012. And uh, particularly the Sydney churches, with the cooperation of the major denominations, celebrated that in Sydney, of course, that's where um, Johnson landed. And, and so this is the third one this year in, on February the 1st. So there's actually two um, programs. There's actually, the one actually on the date, which will be on a Tuesday, the 3rd of February this year, but only about 50 to 80 attend that. But the best way uh, is throughout Australia and the regions is to celebrate on the Sunday before throughout uh, Australia, of course, um, in churches. Now, of course, when you when you talk about Johnson, you're talking about Richard Johnson, the chaplain to the First Fleet. That's right. So he was the first man to preach the gospel on Australian soil. Yeah. Although La Perouse, uh, one of the priests on the French um, ship that was um, uh, anchored near there, had it on board a ship there in um, Botany Bay. Okay, more to it yeah. than meets the eye. All right, yeah. so the concept of Christian Heritage Sunday, getting a chance to celebrate our Christian heritage and being Australia Day today, it's also the perfect opportunity to remember that you know, Australia Day encompasses all people who consider themselves Australians. It's got an interesting history, but I, I personally think it's morphed into something a lot more. Would you agree with that? Yes, certainly. It's a secularisation process that's brought about uh, a lot of um, paganism in Australia and certainly this through pluralism and multiculturalism. Um, and multiculturalism really means how a person worship, worships the way cult, the word cult in, in multicultural means the way one worships. So, um, it's becoming um, a, a playing field which is flat and uh, all religions are the same basically and that's how um, governments view Christianity these days and it's down to 60 odd percent whereas years ago it was over 80 percent. So um, they're militant uh, atheists around too. So uh, I guess uh, we're coming under more and more attack. So Australia Day itself. Now, of course, uh, Australia Day commemorates the day of European settlement in Australia. And that obviously would cause a little bit of contention with our Indigenous brothers and sisters who are saying, well, I don't know whether that's a, a good thing to be actually celebrating because of all the things that happened when European settlement happened. But I personally think that Australia Day has changed its focus from just being a historical event to becoming more of a a day of celebrating the fact of what does Australian mean to you? Yeah, just getting back to the Aboriginal uh, question um, and the Indigenous people, they many of them regard it as Invasion Day, 
uh, celebrations, but uh, they were invaders themselves. If they wish to wish to use the word invader, uh, they were invaders themselves. There are, there are Murrayans and Carpentarians and many others that settled Australia. The reason why there were so many migrations here was that they intermarried. And so Australia, uh, whilst it's been an ancient um, land, it's had many migrations. And so a lot of the Aborigines that I know are quite happy now that they don't want to uh, be militant about the issue anymore. We've had so many apologies. I wonder whether it's meaningful these days. But the other thing is that um, really... Uh, concerned about some of the people who are three-quarter whites and one black. They're using it for reasons that I think that most full-blooded blacks would not be concerned about. And so there is a, a militancy there and a lobbying te- uh, technique, I think, to gain more power uh, in funding. So just with that aside, which may annoy some people from me saying it, but I think that it has to be said that they are not the first peoples. Some of them may have been through breeding, but uh, the DNA of people in Western Queensland is different to those in the Northern Territory, and, and, and certainly they themselves, they call themselves invaders, pushed uh, the uh, a group before they arrived down to Tasmania, which have another DNA. But, you know, we celebrate this, I think, because the freedoms we live in, and, and of course they are under threat these days, particularly with Sharia law and so on, when politicians are so weak need about it that they don't understand it why we should be opposed to the Islamic faith. And so Christianity has bred a lot of freedom. Where the, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there is freedom. So we need to acknowledge that. And certainly in the West, um, it's in decline because we don't acknowledge that God is supreme and the ruler of, of nations. So on Australia Day, as we take a look forward to the fact that Christian Heritage Sunday is coming up, what are some of the things that we can focus on, some of the great attributes of Australian Christians? Now, we've got so many different people who have shaped the nation of yeah. both European background and Indigenous background, uh, yeah. and the, the stories are so rich as to the way that God has placed people in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Well, certainly Magellan um, came around and uh, brought the Catholic faith into the Pacific, and, and he was a man of faith, and before that, was Columbus, and Columbus didn't look to the uh, to science or mathematics or maths, but what was in the scriptures, particularly in Isaiah, that the gospel must be proclaimed throughout the earth. So he went over, and, and that created um, a Catholic um, South America, and then the Protestants arrived, and uh, they proclaimed it too to bring the gospel to the rest of the world in North America when they landed in Virginia Beach in the 1600s, early 1600s. And so the Kiros came around in the 1600s, and certainly Pedro Ferdinand as the Kiros uh, really uh, named it the Southland of the Holy Spirit when it was really Vanuatu uh, when the New Hebrides, but it did include Eastern Australia, the islands to the south of the Pole, in the name of the King and the Church. But certainly there, there have been tremendous numbers of people that have come and Cook um, realised that the, the eastern coast of Australia was separated by um, a couple of thousand kilometres um, when Tequiros um, named it. And so uh, there are people such as Hunter and Brisbane and others who are governors who came and... St- a guy called Steve in the colonial office made sure that there are Christians coming in here that would govern even Arthur and so on. So there are people like, I guess, Macquarie and others that were um, very significant, and particularly um, Hunter and Brisbane. 
which of course uh, Brisbane's named after. But there, there, there are lots of explorers, Flinders and Sturt and Eyre and Gray and Leichhardt and Stuart and Warburton and Forrest and people like that that have tremendous uh, courage and faith that pioneered a lot of the Australia for the white person. But there were John Flynn and Carolyn Chisholm and Elizabeth MacArthur and many others, even John Ridley who invented the um, stripper as well as Hugh Victor McKay who most agricultural people know because of the harvester and so on. But uh, we have a rich heritage, particularly in our government, and I think most of the Aboriginal people I know are, are quite thankful that it wasn't. It was the British that settled here rather than the Spanish or the Portuguese or even the French, for that matter. Graham, when you look at uh, getting churches on board to celebrate Christian Heritage Sunday, what are some of the ideas that you've pitched to the churches to say, "Hey, this is why I want you to get on board"? Well, throughout Australia, uh, they may not be interested in Sydney because they're not in that area. And, and so they should research their own Christian heritage uh, locally, within their own denomination locally, and uh, but even the pioneers that settled there, and certainly um, many of the missionaries that have been sent out from their region. So there is a deep uh, Christian heritage. In actual fact, we'd love to put those on our website, um, which is uh, www.chr, the first three initials of Christ, and uh, .org.au, but the website for the uh, National Christian Heritage Sunday is www.nchs, which is the capital of National Christian Heritage Sunday, .net.au. And, and we could uh, proclaim our own local um, Christian heritage. It's very important. I know that people have done it within their domin- denominations, but certainly we need to be aware of it. And so there was a desire actually to create a Christian heritage um, centre, but I think that's going to cost so much money to employ and build. But the best thing, I think, at this stage is to have webs- a website that talks about our Christian heritage. And uh, there's certainly a lot on the www.chr.org.au website. There's a 97-PowerPoint um, slide presentation on, our in- on individuals before and after settlement institutions, such as our parliament, law, education, welfare and the media. Many of the early people in our history here uh, were Christians in those in those institutions and documents such as Governor Phillips' instructions and the founding of South Australia, which which was really a Christian um, uh, state. And uh, many of the, those involved were Christians, as well as a lot of events. Even recently, we've had a national gathering in 1988 and the National Day of Prayer and Fasting, which is going to occur on the 15th of February, which most of you will be aware of. Mm. But certainly Australia had days of prayer right throughout um, Australia and even out here at Bing the Orange where I live uh, there was one that broke the drought and uh, there was a day of prayer and, uh, and Thanksgiving uh, set out by the New South Wales government. When you look at some of the great not just Christian preachers but Christians in general who helped shape the nation, who would you say are a couple of your favourite standouts? Ones that you really loved telling people that, hey, you realise this guy was a Christian? Well, I think there'd be two. There'd be Macquarie, um, who really gave a great foundation to our nation and who encouraged Bible reading, the Bible Society and those groups uh, to operate in Australia. And a lot of these early governors were not um, involved in the slave trade, um, even though Macquarie's um, first wife may have had some convicts uh, in their household. But certainly they were emancipists. They, they weren't involved in... Um, in, in the slave trade, which we should be thankful for. But um, the the real, I think, joy and knowledge of knowing what we're on about um, throughout our pioneers, such as Macquarie. But the, the one that I think is by far the greatest is Charles Sturt. He, he was a man of courage and 
face. He had his Bible under his pillow, and he did when he was out in the central desert. He discarded everything, um, and his eyes went on him, and people died, and um, it was just incredible his faith. But now, of course, we we have incredible um, land usage here, right throughout the Macquarie uh, Basin here, and the Darling, and so on, where he went down and opened that up. And um, he, uh, of course, there's a there's a university, um, rural university, founded in his name. So. I think he was an incredible um, model for young people to, to learn about, as well as Governor Macquarie. But as, as far as uh, women are concerned, you know, that we have men- mentors and, and models that are great people. Uh, Margaret Court, uh, who's still alive and a pastor, of course, over in Perth, she, she's won more um, grand slams than any other living person or past person. Uh, she's won over 60 whereas Federer and all these others have only won, you know, 10 or 11, you see, but she's won over 60. It's incredible because she played doubles as well as mixed doubles and, and singles. I mean, she won about 20 in a row, and that's incredible. So that we have people that, that are uh, with us today that um, are just um, great people. There's a person called Brian Booth, who not many people know about, but he captained Australian cricket and also men's hockey, and so he's still alive. And there are others too, but you asked for just a couple, so I'll just that. <laughs> it's interesting, though. Yeah, we, we think about, when we think of, um, you know, prominent Australian Christians who've helped shape the nation, we automatically think of those historical figures. Yeah, we think of uh, the explorers, uh, people like Johnson who came across and yeah. was the chaplain the first week. Yeah, people like that, Flynn and McKay, those who started the Inland Mission, the Royal Flying Doctor Service. And then we think, oh, hold on a sec, you know, Australians love their sport. Yeah, that's one of the things that we celebrate on Australia Day is, uh, you know, a game of backyard cricket or, you know, having a race and having a bit of fun with, uh, you know, dunny races or or raft races, things like that. And we we sometimes do forget our great Christian sports people. Getting back onto another subject other than sport, but every day we handle notes. And on the $50 note, we have an Aboriginal, David Unipon, and there's a church. I don't know whether the most Australians know that on a $50 note, there's a church. And Unipon, amongst other things, invented a helicopter. He invented the shearing shears we use today. And uh, that was a remarkable thing for a person um, many years ago. And so he's on a $50 note, and there's a church there. And also on a $20 note with Flynn, there, there's pastors on camels. And uh, and so we, and also, of course, we had the old $5 note with um uh, Carolyn Chisholm on it, who um, helped many of the young girls out here, young women, and of course a lot of people, particularly in New South Wales, I think they can lead their, uh, can uh, can trace their heritage, I think, back to uh, the mateship that uh, was brought through uh, the women coming and settled in country areas through Carolyn Chisholm's work. i got to admit, one, one of my favourite heritage Christians would be Flynn. You know, the work he did and the, the way he just like, you know what, I'm not the greatest scholar in the world, but I love God and I love sharing God with people and I want to do that to everybody. Well, he failed Greek and I'm not sure about the Hebrew, but he didn't do very well in languages, but they passed him anyway because uh, they knew that he had a great potential. And so you don't have to be a brilliant academic in actual fact, I think sometimes working with academics, because I'm with the university here as a tutor, sometimes 
um, when the people are great teachers, they're poor administrators. And of course, you've got to have good administrators and managers to help as well. So there are many gifts, and that's why we need one another to build up uh, the body of Christ. So for National Christian Heritage Sunday, Graham, if churches want to get involved, what are some of the suggestions you have to shape a church's involvement in Christian Heritage Sunday? Well, the pastors can think about a, a special message for their region, or there is a five-minute uh, script they can follow. They can download from the National Christian Heritage website, nchs.net.au. Um, there's some material in there. There's stacks, stacks of stuff on um, Marsden, particularly because Marsden brought the gospel to New Zealand just a few weeks ago. On the 25th of December, there's a bicentenary was held in New Zealand, and uh, that was um, 25th of December, 1814. And for 200 years, um, they've developed. The, the Maoris particularly were open to the gospel uh, almost immediately, and the North Island was uh, very influenced by the Christian faith um, in the, by the 1830s, and then they moved down to the South Island. But certainly through the influence of Marsden, uh, that's become a Christian nation. And also Marsden and a lot of those missionaries' dreams at that time, like Roland Hassel and Richard Johnson, um, fulfilled the, the, the vision and dream of Newton and Wilberforce. And uh, all the islands, all the Pacific islands, are predominantly Christian in their faith. So uh, it's just a joy to be able to recognise that. And also there are other areas that um, pastors can share, um, there's just a five-minute script if you just want to just uh, if they're in a more formal service, but certainly there's stacks of material on www.chr.org.au about many of the uh, uh, Christian heritage stories of their own region, including evangelists like um, Jenner of George Street, who just gave out tracts there and, and realized, didn't realise what he was doing, but some people took them and, and were saved, and, and they become great. Um, uh, influential evangelist, and he was just giving tracks out in George Street during the 1940s during the war and so on. But anyway, I could go on about many stories that they could tell, but it's all on the website. And actual fact is, they really had up. They could go for an hour just having that 97 slide um, PowerPoint presentation. But there's stacks of material there on the website, and also there's books, Southland of the Holy Spirit, which we help produce, and. Um, that t- talks about our, our constitution and deacon and people like that who really uh, help pray through our constitution. And he he even recognised that it was just by a series of miracles our nation came into being. Lots of great stuff there that you can tap into and really think about how we can, I guess, best communicate the message of Australia's Christian heritage this coming Christian Heritage Sunday. You've given the websites, there's ways that... Uh, Whole churches, not just the pastors, obviously, can get involved and be a part of Christian Heritage Sunday this Sunday. Graham, just finally, as we think about Australia's Christian heritage, what do you think is the most important thing to remember this Australia Day when it comes to Australia's Christian heritage? Well, I think we should remember the Anzac tradition. And, of course, that's coming up uh, on the 25th of April this year. And it's important that many... Over 100,000 actually gave their lives in order to preserve the freedoms of our nation and and the countries they were fighting for. And so we need to uh, recognise the courage and the faith. And people like um, Mackenzie, Fighting Mackenzie, who we've got information about on our www.chr website, and and these people who work locally, um, and, and, and really were respected and many people for years afterwards 
just respected that man so much who was in the Salvation Army, a chaplain there. And there are many stories that can be told about soldiers at war. I was a national serviceman myself during the Vietnam War, and I was trained as an officer, we trained by SAS guys. And it uh, is incredible how, when it comes to knowing that you could die, one of the guys training us who'd been through the Vietnam War, World War II, the Korean War, said that he'd never seen an atheist die yet in our, in our, amongst our troops. And I think it's because they really recognise in their own souls and in their own spirit God exists and cares. So... I think we need to pray and honour those that are in, in the um, defence forces. Um, it's a hard job. I think we need to recognise that we support and pray for our defence forces. Graeme McLennan with National Christian Heritage Sunday coming up this Sunday, the 1st of February, just reminding us of some of the great stories of our Christian heritage here in Australia. Graham, always great to chat. Thanks very much for your company and happy Australia Day. You're good on you, Matt. Wish Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.